You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Tracking Storm Podcast. My name is Brandon. That's my buddy, Matt. We are coming to you just weeks away, man. Hockey season is actually getting so damn close. Every time we talk to you, it's just a little bit closer. The end of this week, actually. That is how time works, Brandon. (laughs) Indeed. indeed. Um, Before you guys hear from us again, you will actually... Or we will have seen live hockey featuring NHL, well, sort of NHL prospects, wearing a Carolina Hurricanes jersey. It's very exciting. The Prospects Tournament is this weekend. Matt and I will at least be catching one game together. Unfortunately, my work schedule is kind of screwing me over a little bit, but I'm going to at least make the Sunday game. If not, and maybe Monday. We'll see. But we will be in oh, yeah, We will have takes to give you. I'm sure Matt will have some breakdowns to write about as well so you can catch all that good stuff i'm gonna read so far into these prospects tournament games every player that scores a goal is gonna be the next wayne gretzky the next seth jarvis could the next seth jarvis be on the ice this weekend could the next Sebastian Ajo, the late rounds or the mid round, I, that's still an early round of the second round, whatever. The next draft steal, could he be on the ice just waiting to spread his wings and fly? Yeah. In all, in all seriousness, these games are very meaningless. It's really just a fun time for us to be able to see our prospects and like, and make overreactions. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah, I mean, the, that's what the preseason's about, right? It's The preseason is about assuming that every depth player that has a good game in the preseason is going to be, like, the savior of the franchise. Well, dude, Jameson Reeds had a fire preseason last year. And I was like, dude, he's ready. He's going to make his debut. He's going to be awesome. And then he kind of went to Chicago and... Well, he got oh, hurt. Maybe those things are related. Maybe, maybe he thought he was going to make the team and then kind of stumbled. No, so he got hurt in the last game. That's true. I forgot. And that uh, he missed like a month because of that. Yeah. And that sort of derailed his uh, momentum that he had because then he's, he struggled after that. And um, part of that is due to the fact that the AHL was a very different league than it was the year before. Yeah, a little culture shock there. Yeah, it's definitely a lot stronger of a league now than it was during that weird 2021, like, 24-game season. Um, 
he Reese is a guy that's done it twice now. He's excuse me, he's been in these camps for a while. He should be at least halfway decent when the Hurricanes start to play. I think they play against Florida on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I guess we could do our followers, listeners, whatever you call them, all solid. Friends. And we really don't have that much to talk about. We are going to at least just go. We're not going to maybe break down the roster every single player. We'll probably go through and at least give you a brief synopsis on the players that will be playing for the Hurricanes this weekend. And, of course, players of intrigue we'll probably talk a little bit more about Um just give you a little bit of a preview. I know a lot of you guys are probably planning on getting out to see a game this weekend. I mean, it's going to be a really fun event. I do love these prospects tournaments for all the reasons we outlined. It's just a fun hockey environment. All these yeah. kids are hungry. They got something to prove. So it should be some pretty decent hockey out there with some pretty good prospects getting to be showcased. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's our first look at Anthony Honka after he signed his uh... – NHL entry-level contract just about a month ago. Um, really, for most fans, it's their first in-person look at a lot of these prospects because, you know, prospects camp this year was in the morning on weekdays. And it, in the past, it has been, you know, typically in the early evening or like around five-ish. So unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to see a lot of these guys when they were here this summer. So now it gives Canes fans an opportunity to see guys like Noel Gundler, Bobby Orr, you know, some guys that are here, like Jamison Reese, Ryan Suzuki, guys that, you know, are probably going to be in the AHL, but might be call-up options this year. This is their maybe one opportunity to see these players unless they go to a preseason game. Carolina Hurricanes legend, Bobby Orr. I agree. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Um yeah, so you did just talk about a lot of very interesting players. Anthony Honka is a guy that I've maybe I I don't I don't know what to think of him. Like he's had some really impressive numbers on a really bad team in Finland, but he's still a really skilled defenseman. And he's a right shot, you know, he's kind of that modern the the term Matt loves, puck moving defenseman. And, and he's produced, again, like he's produced at a professional league. So there's definitely some intrigue there. There's definitely some upside there. How is he going to adapt to the North American game? I think this could be a rough year for him coming over to North America, playing in Chicago. Um, but, I mean, again, he's a talented kid. Like, I guess there's also an equal chance that he kind <clears> of <throat> swims as much as he sinks. Uh, he's going to be surrounded with some pretty talented players down in Chicago. So, um, he's definitely going to be a player to watch. I mean, that's just a long-winded way of saying he's definitely – that's definitely a player that you're going to want to keep an eye on this year to see really where he's at now that he's playing in North American professional hockey. Um, and Noel Gundler, of course, one of my favorite prospects in the system. I think he should be good for a highlight reel or two – or a, a highlight player too this weekend. Um, he's had a little bit of experience here in North America now, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. Because I, I think he's another guy that maybe if things break right, if the Hurricanes are in a pinch at some point this season and need a little punch, injury strike, whatever, he could be a guy, I think, this year. Yeah. The hey. the top the top guys at this tournament are definitely gonna be, you know, the 
the guys with pro experience. So Noel Gundler, Jamison Reese, even Vasily Panamarov has played pro games as well. Honka is going to have every opportunity, I think, both in the prospect showcase and I think he's going to get some time on the power play in the preseason too, maybe in like the first game, you know, when it's mostly just the, not the scrubs, but the guys that are going to get sent down to the AHL, right? you know? So he's going to get a taste of North American hockey. His brother played in the WHL for a season and in, you know, various levels of pro hockey here, including the NHL. So I think he has a taste of what it is. But, you know, only time will tell. I also, I'm expecting Alexander Passion to do big things. I thought Ronan Seeley was really good in the last year's tournament. And obviously he's only gotten better since. And um, really this is going to be an interesting thing because I think the goaltending, it's not the biggest strength on the team. I really like Patrick Hammerla. Um, Jakob Vondras has potential, but again, this is, he was a sixth round pick in this past draft, so largely pretty raw. Hamerlo is going to be relied upon to be the guy at this tournament. So, um, and I just noticed that they, <laughs> Hamerlo and Vondras were both born a year apart from each other, same exact day. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Same birthday. Well, look, a little uh, little icebreaker for the two goalies of the tourney to bond. That's cute. And they're both they're both from Czechia. Uh, doesn't say where Vondras is from. <laughs> his hockey DB page is lacking. <laughs> yeah, his his instat page was lacking too. I only had a few games to watch. So Bobby Orr, he's a guy I feel like we haven't discussed a whole lot, and a guy that we were both kind of intrigued by at least when he was drafted and maybe at points during last season. I know you covered him at least a little bit on your page. Um, what are you looking for out of Mr. Or the greatest Bobby? Or- okay. I probably shouldn't say that. So go, just a, just a quick story that I just thought of when you said the greatest Bobby or you remember <laughs> they used to do like the autograph sessions at the Caniac carnival. Yeah. Um, so I was going through the autograph line and Eddie Lack was there. And then sitting next to him was the other Eric Carlson when we had him. And somebody like straight up was like, wait, I didn't know we had Eric Carlson. And like sheepishly, he just goes, oh, I'm I'm not that guy. <laughs> and Eddie, Eddie chimes in loud as hell. He's the better Eric Carlson. <laughs> it's just like, you know classic eddie lack here so that's that's a that's a little eddie lack story that i don't think i've told but going back to bobby Orr, he had a tough season last year um halifax was not a very good team and definitely leaned on some of their younger guys to create offense and or was relied upon in that grinding you know third line role that uh, vasily Panamarev occupied when, in his draft year with uh, Shawinigan in the queue and or just didn't really produce a whole lot offensively. He had 44 points in 63 games, um, which I believe was a step down. I want to say from uh, his draft year's numbers. No. Okay. So I, was gonna say, I think that's a little step up from where he was before that. He had 32 points, but in 41 games, uh, 
So going to do quick math here. On a rate basis, that is a step down. Yeah, it's actually almost like 7 8% less points. So it was a disappointing year for Orr. Um, the thing is, though, he's a he's a good skater. Um, he's he's really gritty. He kind of reminds me of like a Brock McGinn and the type where he's like always going to be really annoying to play against. Um, there is some offense to his game. I like his shot. And I think he's a decent creator, but he's never going to be like a fantastic offensive player. So I think at best you're looking at maybe like a fourth line guy, which I mean that's still valuable, especially I think we got him in the fifth round. And the Canes definitely not like a top nine forward. Yeah, but the Canes have also had success with guys like that. Like oh for sure. I'm not again, you get NHL games out of any pick after like the top five, and you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, or was well, I mean, you go through the list. I mean, guys like Brock McGinn, Warren Fogle, all have had success in Carolina. And, I mean, you know, we talk about a lot how the Hurricanes really shoot for upside, so I guess he doesn't necessarily fall into that category. But at the same time, people kind of said that about Jack Drury, too, when he was drafted. So there's both sides of the coin for that Hurricanes have had success with players like that. And I'm not saying Orr is going to break out like Jack Drury did, but break out offensively and become like an actual presence there. But he's still a guy that you can maybe develop and see what happens within a few years. So. Yeah. And this is a big year for him because he just got traded to Gatineau, which is going to be a top team in the queue this year. Um, I think they've got somewhere like 10 or 11 players attending rookie camps. They have like one 17 year old and zero 16 year olds on their roster. So it's a very, not old team, but like a very a veteran experienced team. team. They are good. And so this is going to give or the opportunity to play with legitimately good line mates and hopefully develop offensively. Um, out of the draft eligible players, I think the guys I'm most excited to, to see are Justin Robida. I really liked Robida when I got to see him at the uh, prospect showcase this past year. He is such a good skater. And I mean, he kind of has to be for being 5'8", which is, I think, an inch or two taller than he was when he was drafted. Right. But he has a wicked shot. He is constantly getting involved in the play. He's a player that I legitimately think could play in the NHL despite his size. Um, Bryce Montgomery, I think, had a really good showing and uh, development camp this past uh, summer. Granted, you know, that's development camp, but Montgomery had a pretty quiet year with London, and I think he could show that he's definitely worth a pick or uh, like a contract based on his performance here. We saw it with Ronan Seeley last year. I think Montgomery could use this opportunity to maybe not earn a contract right away, but at least to put himself on Carolina's radar for the end of the year. Yeah. And he's a super nice guy, and I want to redeem myself with an interview on him. So. Yes, friend of the podcast, and uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to talk to him this week. Um, I've talked, I've interviewed him twice: once on the podcast, and then once before the last prospect showcase. And just such a nice guy. Um, one of those players, kind of like the Stevie Lawrence, where you just want nothing but good things to happen to them because they are such a positive player. Yeah. Oh, another player I think could be interesting is Griffin Mendel. 
I really liked him with Chicago. He's on an AHL deal right now. I do remember hearing his name quite a bit when he was with the Wolves last season. But yeah, I... he he kind of played in like a depth role for the team after signing out of a uh, college. But he's so strong and so quick. Mostly a defensive player, but there is some offense that I don't think was showcased a lot when he was in college. Um, he's never going to be like you know a you know world ender offensively, but. He can join the rush. He can put pucks on the net. And I think, you know, out of the invited players, Mendel, uh, Grigory Dronov, and Jackson Berezowski, those are the three invites that I'm really looking at. Um, Dronov got a PTO with the Coyotes. I'm assuming he was released from that. Otherwise, I don't think he would be here, you know? And Jackson Berezowski was one of Everett's best players every time I watched them last year. Um, just a player that makes his teammates better, even though he might not be the most skilled player. He's just, he's good. Brandon has a lot of thoughts here, clearly. But yeah, dude, I'm just tired as hell. I've had a long day. I have to buy a new car with money I don't have. So with that but said, we should do the ad break so we make some money. That's true. Tracking the Storm is a proud part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So we are going to take a minute and get a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and we are just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. There's no better time than the present to sign up at DraftKings, get that free money, make those bets, earn yourself some money while kicking back, eating wings, and hanging out on Football Sunday. If you want more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, you bet on any NFL team to win. If that team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if that team ultimately loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes wherever you get our podcast for important details. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. Um. So... The other big sort of piece of news that came out of Carolina Hurricanes land this week. Old friend, the carp lad, Calvin DeHaan is back with the Carolina Hurricanes on a PTO. Um, we actually kind of talked about this last week with Dennis Cox. I brought up the fact that it was kind of interesting to me that they didn't have a third pairing left shot defenseman and all the options there were kind of not super experienced right-hand defensemen. Well, now, as Dennis said, they are kind of a dime a dozen in the league. I, I was just about to say, I loved what he said, that they are a dime a dozen, because it's so true. Right. But, I, and you know, with that said, I think the Hurricanes brought in pretty much the cream of that dozen. Would you not agree? Like, so Calvin DeHaan, he's a one-trick pony, but that one trick he is very, very good at, and that's playing good defense, blocking every freaking shot that comes his way. And he, like, he's not a bruiser, but he's more than willing to throw the body around. So I think this is kind of the perfect finishing piece 
to give the Hurricanes a bunch of really, really good options to round out what's going to be a really, really good defense. Because obviously your top four is set in stone. Now you got a chance to add Calvin DeHaan to whoever wins that battle for that RD3 role. Probably Coglin, probably or or Bear, or Bear, one of the two. I, I still lean towards Coglin, honestly, but we'll see. I, I think that has the makings of just a hellacious, hellacious three defense pairings have to play against and try to create offense against on a night in and night out basis. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, you're looking at the the top defensemen that were available on the left side. Danny DeKaiser signed a PTO in. Uh, Vancouver, I believe on the same day DeHaan signed in Carolina or signed his PTO with Carolina, excuse me. Thomas Hickey and Scott Harrington both signed PTOs. Um, Chris Russell is still available, LOL. And Nathan Beaulieu. After that, Keith Yandel, Ben Harper, who's terrible. Michael, no, Michael Stone's a right-handed defenseman, sorry. Uh, Andy Green, and Zdeno Chara, both like very old players. So yeah, I mean, out of these guys, he's the he's probably the best. He played almost 19 minutes a night for Chicago last year. Granted, they were pretty terrible, but you know, this is a player who on Carolina can play 16 minutes a night, not get exposed too much, like you know, defensively or offensively either. Kill Pelton. and just be a solid shutdown guy. I think. More than likely, the Hurricanes are tr- going to move away from one of their contracts on the back end. Maybe two? Because right now you've got, what? Well, let's see. Jake Gardner, I mean, you, you got to do something with this contract. Gardner is definitely the albatross. But even, even without that, if you bring in DeHaan after moving Gardner, you've got eight defensemen. Do you scratch Dylan Coglin and send Jalen Chatfield down? Or, you know, what? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really not sure how it actually is going to work out logistically at this point because they do. I mean, they've got a lot of options now, which is a good thing. But as we're talking about right now, it's also a little bit of a tricky thing with the money situation of it all. Or, I mean, Calvin DeHaan could make the job easy. You know, he could come down to camp and all of a sudden just say, I'll pass. Yeah, he he definitely has that within his rights. Um, <laughs> you get that reference, right? No. But, oh, because of the tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're funny. I mean, he could say that. Um, I think that realistically, he's probably going to realize that the Canes might be his best option at not only playing, but playing for a good team. Yeah. Uh, Cause the only other teams with cap space to sign him are not very good. And then going to step on, you know, you're looking at the Canes right now. They've, they've got a roster of 12 forwards with Jack Drury on the roster. Um, and that's including Paul Stasny. If you bring in step on and have like step on and Martinuk r- rotating, as your like fourth line slash thirteenth forward, that's a hell of a deep forward core too. I have no idea how the Canes are going to fit all that into their cap, right? And that's why we see both of these guys we're talking about right now are on PTOs, which 
Like you can LTIR Pacioretty's contract and get some cap space, but eventually you're going to have to make that cap room. So that's why like Gardner, if whatever happens to him, I still have no idea what the deal is with him. You bring him back, you're going to have to move him out. And if even if you retain a little bit of salary on him to like lower the cost on your end, like I think at this point you have to explore that because it's that's the only way you can fit those guys in. I just don't think <clears throat> retaining any salary on him is prudent. I think they need to pay. <laughs> like oh they- no, I don't think I don't think it's prudent either, but you know, if it means that you we'll see if they're stuck with any choice in the matter is the only thing. Yeah. Like there might not be a team out there that's saying, okay, we'll take that entire contract for a guy that's had a bunch of very, very serious injuries that hasn't played in two years. I don't know. That's that's definitely one of the big questions before camp. Either way, this is a really deep team. And I think if they find a way to add these two players, they're in a really good spot. Yeah. I, I think the hurricanes two PTO options, like the best version of the Canes roster with the current options includes both of them. Like, I don't think, I mean, I mean, I've said for years, they need to figure out a way to get Martin's contract off the book. See if whoever takes Gardner will be willing to take Martin. Up too. I, I doubt it. I also, you know, like it's really easy for us to sit and blame Martin's contract. Cause like, yeah, he's overpaid for what he's, what he is worth, but like 1.8 million isn't exactly breaking the bank. And it's definitely not the reason why the Hurricanes are in the situation they're in. No, it's not. But the reason why they're in what the situation they're in is because <laughs> Svechnikov just had a huge extension. You're paying Jesperi Kokkinemi a lot of money. Jordan Stahl is probably the worst contract on this team, just given the fact that it's $6 million and he's 34. Yeah. But... He's up after this year, so it's fine. Martin, I take two more years. Hurricanes are going to trade pending free agent Jordan Stahl. You heard it here first. Yeah, no, no. There's if they do that, I would legitimately be shocked. I don't. The only way that would happen is if Jack Drury came up and like just stole every minute he was supposed to be. I mean, and even even then, he's not there. Jordan Stahl would still be on the team. Right, right. Like the only <laughs> way, makes, the only way Jack Drury comes up and just totally makes Jordan Stahl obsolete. I was going to say, like, the only way that could happen is if, like, Panamarev or Reese both like blow the competition out of the water. Yeah, I don't think that happens. At least not this year. But I do like the fact that the Hurricanes are kind of pushing towards. You know, we, we've already started to see some of these like top prospects crack the NHL roster. And I do think there are a couple more really exciting debuts on the horizon. You know, I, I was literally talking, um, we had a little, a little column at the hockey writers where uh, one, uh, she was actually a New Jersey Devils writer, but she put together a piece talking about the Metropolitan Division. And she asked about players that she thought could make their debuts for the Hurricanes this year. And we kind of had the conversation. I threw a couple of names out there. Um, Jack Drury is an obvious one, even though it's not his debut. Um, Jameson Reese, maybe Noel Gundler. One player that I don't think people are really considering who I do think has a chance of making his debut this year 
once his season ends, me, Scott Morrow. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see how long they're playing, but I don't think he's playing another year in college unless he has like a big downturn, which I don't think anybody really expects, but come March, come April, you know, we'll see where the hurricanes are at, but what if the second, you know, power play unit still isn't really doing a whole lot and they kind of are still looking for somebody to quarterback that unit. I think there's a possibility that Scott Morrow could step into that role and maybe give the Hurricanes a jolt late in the season, a la Max Pacioretty. That would be wonderful. And, I mean, depending on how Morrow's season goes, depending on if he can get a step faster and if, you know, his defensive game can take a step, there's a legit possibility that he could play on the third pair this year. Granted, you'd have to risk burning a year of his entry-level deal, but... If he's ready, he's ready, and the Hurricanes aren't going to get in the way of that, you know? Right. I think the Hurricanes have shown that, like, I mean, they showed it with Seth Jarvis last year. If a guy's ready for the, to play in the league, like, fuck our year in the contract. Like, this kid can help now. This team's trying to win a Stanley Cup. If he's one yeah. of their best 18 guys, he's going to be on the ice. Yep, totally. Brandon, I think that's going to do it this week. I know you've got a busy weekend ahead of you, and we want to get this out before all of it's outdated. Folks, thank you so much, so, so much for taking the time to listen to us this week. Don't know what's going to happen next week, by the way, because I will be leaving Wednesday night. Maybe we'll record early in the week. Don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I'm going on a much-needed vacation. I was going to say, we'll figure something out. I'm excited for this weekend. If you see Brandon or myself, come say hello. As always, folks, it's a great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan.